Welcome to the Greater Gains Podcast, where we discuss everything from basic budgeting to Wall Street and more. We're making the confusing world of finance and money simple. Let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Greater Gains Podcast. Hope you guys like that new intro we have. Stick around in the end because there is a new outro and I'm pretty proud of it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Today's topic will be inflation and what you can do to help protect your assets against it. If you haven't been to the grocery store or anything involving buying a consumer good lately, you probably haven't realized that prices are going up. First they went up with gas, now it's starting to be milk and bread, and eventually everything is going to go up. And this is a typical cycle within our economic system of inflation. However, this is a quicker rate of inflation than we're used to, because for, for a while there really hasn't been a need for as much money in the system as possible. However, the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Central Bank, the people who actually print the money and develop monetary policy have decided that they want to do something called quantitative easing. That's a fancy word for printing the utter crap out of the U.S. dollar. So much so that it will affect everyone and everything in a sense. And now the real question is, what can you do to prevent this from happening to you? And is there any way to minimize the effects that it has on your stocks and your accounts? Well, the good news is, yeah, there is. And it's it's a pretty simple and straightforward answer. Don't have cash. And the old adage, cash is king, is very, very true and very, very important. You always want to have enough money, as we talk about in the other podcasts, that you want to have enough money for the next 18 months of your life, or preferably longer, to make sure that you have a nice nest egg so that you're not totally screwed. Um, Because most recessions end after 11 months. But anyway, with inflation, the biggest threat is that your money is sitting in a savings account right now and is being affected by inflation because you're losing purchasing power. You really don't care about how much cash you have. What you care about is purchasing power. What do I mean by that? Let's say you have a time machine and you were able to go back to 1930 with $100. You would be able to buy anything and everything you wanted. Fast forward to 2021, you have $100, what can you really buy? You can buy some consumer goods, but you can't buy nearly the same amount as you could if you were in 1930, and you can't buy very expensive things. You can't buy a car. 1930s, you probably could have been able to buy some some sort of car for that amount. And inflation, like I said before, is just a normal situation that happens within our economic system. And it's nothing to worry about just yet. Um, it has to happen because they inflate prices and then deflate prices. It's a cycle. However, we're currently in the inflation phase. So... The short answer of what you can do is invest in stocks and equities and bonds. And while that might not seem like the greatest thing to do right now because the market seems to be in a, in, a, like in a crash right now and it could lead into an even bigger bear market, well, you're still, you still own a stock. And that stock, is as long as you're in, we're investing in quality companies that we know that are going to be around for the next 10 to 20 years, they're going to they're gonna increase in value. They're going to increase in value. They're not going anywhere. We're talking about Apples, Targets, Amazons. They're, they're not going anywhere in the next 20 years. 
they might decline, but you still have that asset. You still have the, the physical stock that which you could sell and still make money back. And I'm, it's, a, it's a fair bet, it's a safe bet that you could say that this amount of money that you have, let's say you have enough for one Amazon stock. If you were to keep that in a savings account while this inflation and new monetary policy swings into effect, well, bad news is you're going to lose purchasing power. Now, let's say you bought into the Amazon stock. Good news is you retain your purchasing power. And in fact, most likely once Amazon or if Amazon goes up in value, then there you go. Now you have more purchasing power and you have a higher value stock. Another thing you can do is invest in dividend stocks. Dividend stocks are basically when companies pay you a certain percentage of your shares back to you. It can be monthly, quarterly, bi-quarterly, annually. It, it doesn't. It, there's no real set defined thing, but most most companies do it quarterly. And while this isn't a lot of money, it is still a solid amount of money. And still money going back into your pocket in addition to stock value increasing, hopefully. So at the end of the day, it's a it's a pretty nice thing to have, but not all companies give you dividends. And even the ones that do give you dividends are not required to, which means that they could be giving you a dividend today. And then the next quarter, then they have a new CEO and he said, dividends, no, they're no, they don't make any sense anymore. Get rid of them. And they're gone. And there's nothing you can do about it unless you're a majority shaped shareholder within that company. The next thing about dividend stocks is dividend stocks typically fare pretty well within recessions, which the bad news, the writing on the wall says that we're going into a recession. And what that means is just, it means that our economy is going down a little bit, but then once it goes down, because all things that go up must come down, it's going to go right back up eventually too. It's going to reach all new time highs down the future, but people can't think about their investments 10 or 15 years down the line. They want their money today. And we're in an age of instant gratification where you can go on your phone and order Uber Eats and have a pizza delivered to you in 20 minutes. You don't even have to talk to someone. So it is pretty far-fetched to make to think that people will trust in the system for 10 to 15 years to have their <laughs> net worth in all sense in all intents and purposes grow. But at the end of the day, if you stick with your stocks and you choose high quality investments, they're not they're not gonna go anywhere. They're gonna stay there and you just need to you can just delete the app off your phone. Just don't forget your login information and you'll be fine. So another thing when it comes to inflation, people talk about buying gold, silver, when, and now cryptocurrency. So gold and silver used to be what backed currencies. Back in the day, you got this thing called the greenback, which is what the dollar, the U.S. dollar originates from. Is That was a share of gold. It was a portion of gold that you owned. Now today, we're not on a gold standard. That ended in the 70s. It went away, and it's never going to come back no matter how much people argue and cry over it. Because if they did that, there's just not enough gold in the world to make sure that we have all this, the the value that we put on our dollar. So, next thing is cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, 
cryptocurrency is pixie dust until it's actually usable. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like that, but it's the truth. You can use bit once you can use Bitcoin, and it becomes an actual asset, and and not an asset, not just an investment asset, but an actual commodity that you can buy and sell and use and go to the grocery store and buy your groceries with. That is when Bitcoin will be actually be, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, on the same level as any fiat currency, which just means paper money. Because while you can buy certain things with Bitcoin now, you can't forever. And all the altcoins, really the only two main coins there are, are Bitcoin and Ethereum. And at least in the next five years, you're not going to see Bitcoin be able to be used at a store. At first, the government needs to regulate it, and they're going to tax it. If they can't tax it, you can't use it, because the government's always got to get their sense out of it. So if by some miracle it gets through and becomes regulated and you can use it at stores, and you can use it constantly, then it'll be a decent asset. It'll just be like gold. It'll be like the euro and the U.S. dollar, and it will just be a far distant cousin to what we're used to but should you be doing it today it's really it's a toss-up because it could be regulated and could be banned overnight you have no idea you you don't know it's been it's happened before the chinese government did this once and they banned icos which is initial coin offerings much like a stock's initial public offering which means that's the day in which the stock or in that case the coin was available for available for purchase they just ended them and while i don't see that happening in the united states i do think that it is a risk that we have to think about before we actually invest our hard earned money into something cuz my my ground rules for investments are will it be around 20 years will it grow in 20 years and is it does it have some sort of backing so for assets Companies are going to be around 20 years. The backing has good CEO and it's a physical asset that I could sell at some date. That's what I have to have. But we talked, this whole episode started about, talked about inflation and what you can do to, to prevent your money from going away and never coming back. Because once inflation goes up, it's very, it'll come back down eventually, but it, it's hard to do. Um, for example, um, in the Weimar Republic after World War One, that's Germany, the uh, Deutsche Mark reached unparalleled levels due to hyperinflation. And while the U.S. is never going to do that, hopefully, it's still a possibility we have to look at and make a alternative plan to avoid. And what if that happens? Well, if that happens, cash is useless. It means they're printing money at unprincipled levels, and it might hurt you if you keep cash. That's just that's just the, the blunt truth. If you hold cash and hyperinflation does incur, you're screwed. This could be seen most recently in Zimbabwe, when the Zimbabwean dollar, I think, I don't know what it's actually called, um, went insane, and you can buy $1 billion in Zimbabwe currency on eBay today. Like I said, not it's not going to happen in the U.S. Oh, we have too much regulation, and it won't happen. But will go? Will will the dollar lose more value? Yes, because most of the most amount 
how do I word this? In 2020 and 2021, we have printed more dollars than in our country's past. That is a very scary thing to think about. And you just need to make sure that you know what to do to help your assets retain its purchasing power. Thank you guys and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Greater Gains Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. We upload three every week. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram and YouTube by searching Greater Gains. Until next time.